The What Happens in Vegas podcast is hosted by Dr. Stephanie Canistrero, who is a functional medicine practitioner and owner of the Vegas Clinic. Through each episode, Dr. Stephanie will share her wealth of knowledge and insights from being in the functional medicine industry for more than 10 years. Through solo and guest episodes, the What Happens in Vegas podcast will break down the fundamentals of how our bodies function and tangible ways to maintain a healthy mind, body, and soul. She will welcome experts from around the world to discuss gut health, high performance, biohacking, longevity, and so much more. Listen in each week to learn and leave empowered with tangible knowledge to enhance and live your best life. We're not taught to be in tune with them and that natural like innate sense of being in tune with our body has been lost. Mm -hmm. So people have lost that and now they're part of working through your health is to try to figure out what works for you by being in tune with what works for you. Yeah. Okay. We tried to do this before, but we're introducing Leah to the podcast and she's going to co-host with me sometimes. We're both Kairos. I met Leah. It was kind of like one of those synchronicity moments. And I was in LA and I was thinking, I really need someone to help me because I wanted to scale and grow. And that's when I got a message from her aunt who was my patient for years and her cousin. And, you know, my niece has just graduated and she wants to shadow you. And that's how I met Leah. And I knew in that moment, I'm like, I found my person. And even my friend that I was with was like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. But I knew, and it all really worked out. And the first time, because touch is really important. So when she was coming on, it was Cairo. We do Cairo and functional medicine in a virtual setting. But through my journey, we saw just how important all of the soft tissue was like for my healing from Mm -hmm. Lyme Mm -hmm. and like all of the problems people are having with limbs. So we're going to go into that. But the first time that the biggest test for when someone is going to come on as a Cairo is, is the touch. So I was like, which I didn't, I really liked her. (laughs) I really liked her. And then I was like, please touch my arm and let it feel like you're on the right spots. And then it did. And then, um, we've just grown from there. Six and a half, seven, so six, this seven is years ago. Dr. Leah Barbero. Oh. <laughs> Hi. We're both Italian. <laughs> we look similar, but there's a decade between us. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, so you know, that's my story of how we met. So what was going on with you? Yeah. Um, so for me, um, I always knew that I wanted to do something in the health field. I didn't know what that was gonna be, um, or in what capacity. I quickly realized in university that I liked like the human body and working with athletes, even though I didn't really think that was what why my future kind of like held for me. I just liked working with athletes. I played a lot of sports when I was younger. I liked working with the human body. And so that kind of, I did kinesiology in university and then I shifted and um, applied for chiropractic school. And I wasn't truthfully even sure I wanted to be a chiro. I just applied and thought, well, maybe this would be something I'd want to do. And as soon as I got to school, I was like, this is absolutely what mm-hmm. I meant to do. The first day I sat down in class and I yeah. knew that that was what, 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 that was the right path for me. And then four years of school. And like, I, like Steph just explained at the end of those four years, you'd learned a bunch of different techniques. And I remember thinking, I have no idea how I'm going to put this into practice. Now. I didn't know where I wanted to work in what capacity. There's so many different ways to do Cairo. And um, I just knew that I didn't really want to work in a traditional clinic setting, but I didn't know anything else. And my aunt kind of had mentioned, oh, 
we love Dr. Steph. And I remember them talking about Dr. Stephanie even before I was in Cairo school because they had been seeing her for quite a long time. And she said, if you want to meet her, you, well, I can put you in contact with her and you can just shadow her and see what she's all about. And I said, absolutely, because I was just looking to to figure out how I wanted to practice and where I wanted to be and just understand how people how people were practicing different in the chiropractic world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we met. And the first day I came to her house to shadow her, I was so nervous. And she sat me down after like, what was it, like three or four hours of treating she sat me down. She goes, listen, I don't know how this is going to look. I don't know what's going to happen, but if you're willing to put up with like kind of being a part of the process, I'm happy to have you kind of shadow me and then work with me if you're, and I was like, oh my God, I didn't even expect that. And it was the best thing um, I could have asked for because I, as soon as I saw her treat, I knew that's exactly how I wanted to treat. And I loved the style of not working in a traditional clinic and doing mobile and, and, you know, being able to be flexible with your schedule. And that was what resonated with me the most. Obviously I didn't know I was being tested, but, (laughs) but I'm happy that it passed. (laughs) So it's been a blessing and it's, it's been the best experience. And also um, when I was graduating, I remember my mom saying to me, you should, try to look into functional medicine. I remember her saying that, and I didn't even know what functional medicine was. She's, and she had done some research and my mom had always been kind of like at the forefront of, of, of health in our family and always trying different things and taking us to naturopaths and trying different supplements and trying different therapies. And so I remember her saying, you should look into somebody who does functional medicine and you should um, see what it's all about. And I honestly didn't even know Steph was uh, into functional medicine when I met her, but it kind of all aligned with, I think what I was meant to do and hopefully the way things were supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah. It's worked out really well. It's been like a kind of divine intervention. It's been the best. (laughs) And when you, you know, she says her mom was always invested in this functional medicine lifestyle. My family was not, I was completely different. And I think it's important for me to mention this right now, because I don't think I have on the podcast is that I didn't come from this place where I was all into the natural side. I was all into, I wanted to go to med school. I thought pharma was the fix. I thought you, you know, the only way to herd immunity was a vaccine. Like my friends were almost annoyed with me that were on the more natural side. So I had to go through my own health struggles and I had to look at my life and what I learned and what I believed. And I had to unlearn everything. Mm -hmm. I had to let it all go. And it was a rude awakening because even our chiropractic college is very much based in like conventional Mm -hmm. side of, we learned a lot of pharma, like our, it was, it was, you know, you listen to that. We can't talk about this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I had to learn the very much the hard way with everything I went through in the last years of Cairo and no one could help me there. So, so a lot that we've learned and even techniques that we've come up with now has been based on you (laughs) and what I've gone through and these like huge shifts in my health based on certain even manual like I believe that I got and two years believe it or not is a very quick time to get over how much of a load of Mm -hmm. lime and toxic load that I had but it was two years but you still worked no and I was steadily increasing and I still worked I was only bedridden maybe like two weeks or something Mm -hmm. like or where I didn't work Mm -hmm. but like you realize like the pain you have everywhere is because there's stagnation. It's where everything is stuck. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
And traditional, even lymphatic massage does not move the needle. They do a lot of surface things, right? And so a lot of the deeper lymphatics get stuck and like stuff that gets stuck in the mouth. I mean, that's to drain the brain. Um, It's like, if your fluids are moving in your body, fluid mechanics, if they're on point, then you don't actually get these infections, first of all. But there's a lot coming at us that stagnate our our bodies. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we just saw a video and they just showed how many satellites have been put up between 2018 and now. 2018 and now, like we're having a whole new frequency on us. And, you know, I talk about this a lot and Leah has seen this a lot and been there through my whole journey at my appointments, everything. So different frequencies applied to my body and different light frequencies Mm -hmm. have what made me have so much relief. Yeah. Yeah. So we're fools to think that they're changing the amount of frequencies that are coming at us and that it's not affecting our overall health. And there's good frequencies and there's bad frequencies. There's good light. There's bad light. Yeah. And so we're seeing a lot of these same kind of blockages in people, Mm -hmm. but we're catching them early where they don't turn in because my body was giving me the signs, but we didn't know. We didn't know because you, I remember you got sick in, you, you, you kind of got tipped in October, November, 2021, Yeah, but it was from December, December 2020. 2020 that she started my first not like, feeling episode well. where, but it would like ebb and flow because like mm-hmm. I was on that plane to Cabo mm-hmm. and I, luckily I landed in like Jabin was there mm-hmm. and he did manual treatment mm-hmm. on me. And plus I was touching the sand and the, and so like, I kind of got over that first like blip, but I mm-hmm. still didn't feel great. And even that the summer before. Yeah. You were like, my blood work's off. I don't really know why. Like, I, I remember just having all these discussions. Randomly, because, well, I was going with one of the players because I was at his place. And then I just happened to do mine. And I got this weird reaction, even from the needle. My arm puffed up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so all these weird things. But we're seeing these weird things in young, healthy people, right? I think one of the first things that Dr. Steph said to me when I started treating with her is... One, I mean, one of the reasons she got into functional medicine was her own health journey from 10 years ago. But also as she started like feeling people's tissues, she knew that just manual wasn't the answer, but manual, as we now know, is a big part of it. So it's kind of like come full circle yeah. because the reason she got into it was because she realized, you know, if someone comes in for an ankle problem, she could treat them you know, three times a week. And that ankle is not going to get better if it's inflamed and there's a million other things going on in the body that are causing that inflammation to stay and stagnant lymph and all the other, you know, mechanisms that could be causing problems. But I started, I obviously didn't know what that meant when I first started. And then over the last, you know, seven years, I really understood what it means to like take care of your body from the inside and how that shows in your tissue and what tissue feels like if it is if you're not taking care of yourself because it's matted it's stuck it doesn't your joints don't move easily um there's inflammation there's swelling like you can just see it on a person even the color the texture whether there's hair or not hair in areas that there should be it's just very evident what the inside of our body shows to us on the outside and and, and how it's like warning signs. And yeah. even for you, your arms were always so, so, so matted and stuck. Yeah. And so, I mean, now fast forward to the last two As years. My arms are cleaning out. Like they puff up with, it's crazy because once your body starts cleaning in between the lymph um, and I kind of jumping forward, but like there were all these, let's call them trophic changes. They're mm-hmm. changes where the body is like, 
you know, it's not getting enough of what it needs, but it's adapting in the best way it can. Mm -hmm. And then to undo all those adaptations, there's a lot of like healing crises, right? Mm -hmm. As your body gets deeper and cleans a different layer. And so we've seen that huge. And then huge, like, you know, my, my tissue definitely feels different and there's still things I'm working through, but yeah. And, and I mean, I was, taking care I wasn't eating of course no I know and I that's the, the I think that was going to be my next point like it's kind of funny because you were I mean the picture of health not really I, I was still so many people though like, yeah but I was still like so imagine we're hard mentally stressed like yeah this is where there's these huge changes in our environment come in because yeah T- technically in 2009, I had my first bout of Lyme. I just didn't know it was Lyme. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, I treated parasites. I learned functional medicine. I probably lowered my load enough that mm-hmm. my immune system took back over. Okay. But then all these changes that happened in our environment in 2020, including the amount of stress from mental Huge amount of stress, new technologies of, of, you know, health technologies, health technologies that came out that we were exposed to. Um, and then this huge frequency, the EMF, the 5g, I'll, I'll say it now because I say it in everything, because I don't, I want to be like, listen to all my things. I've been talking about this for years. Mm -hmm. I saw the trends early. I'm electro hypersensitive. Mm -hmm. My body knows I had too much of these wastes and it turns on these other, uh, infections, but the jump from 4g to 5g was not a jump of one. It was a jump of thousands of watts of power or Mm -hmm. whatever it's a completely different technology so 4g are radio waves they are something our body actually recognized they were just harnessed Mm -hmm. right 5g is a man-made direct wave it is like a microwave and they always told you don't stand in front Mm -hmm. of your microwave Mm -hmm. they have to be every 20 meters eventually for it to be fully rolled out like we are being inundated then they do studies and they put different microbes and they apply or they put them in the field of 5g and mm-hmm. they put one in a faraday cage it, this was with mold mold gave off 600 times more spores yeah. it's a, a lot of people are giving Linghart the like saying that that's his study but i do believe it was dr thomas rao and he just quotes it a lot mm-hmm. um and there needs to be more studies like that but we're seeing more waste in people's bodies we're seeing more stealth infections we're seeing a ton more stealth infections right so if you already had this in your body and now you're getting exposed to a frequency and the way that they say that this frequency is safe is because they say it only absorbs like a few millimeters. But what they then saw is like your sweat glands are a few millimeters right. and it acts like an antenna and it adds, it gets access to your cells and mm-hmm. it causes an influx in calcium. We're seeing high calcium in people. We're seeing what is, what is, what do people go on when they have a heart attack? Like a calcium channel blocker, mm-hmm. beta blocker, right? They block calcium. Mm-hmm. Well, now when your calcium is through the roof and it's influxing into your cell, your hearts are going crazy. So what are we seeing? Waste. In the patients that we're seeing, like we're seeing stagnant lymph, huge amounts of waste, crazy chest symptoms, um, head symptoms, weird like body aches, numbness and tingling all over their bodies. Um, I feel like a lot of people are more prone to injury. Yeah. So there's a lot, an, uh, an increase in injury where something shouldn't really cause an injury. And then this time it did kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how, how are, how are people's like tissues that much more weak? Yeah. But it's going to call them shittier. They're shitty. They, <laughs> <laughs> they are. It's, it is pretty crazy. And so, yeah, I'll, I think the biggest 
thing is a lot of yeah. stagnation mm-hmm. in lymph. And that's kind of what you were already saying before. If your lymph is stagnant, things aren't being drained, things aren't moving, things aren't being detoxed out of the body. Mm-hmm. And then what happens in like a sitting like pond, like yeah. malaria grows, like yeah. bacteria grows, yeah. like it just becomes a, a cesspool yeah. for bacterial growth, viral, parasitic growth, like yeah. anything to just kind of like come in, sit and then feed off of each yeah. other. So what are the answers? We told you about the problem. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, we say dose makes the poison. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the first thing. And it's overwhelming when you first, I think, start thinking about it because there's a million different things that you could change in your life, but you just have to start with one. Mm-hmm. So uh, from, you know, body products like hair products or makeup or creams or, you know, laundry detergents, like that's like one whole component of like lowering your exposure to toxins. And then obviously in your home, you know, how much uh, Wi-Fi you're using, or if you're shutting your Wi-Fi off at night, or if you're, if you have like those Wi-Fi extenders in your house, or if you're always holding your phone, or if your laptop's on your lap, or, you know, there's a million different things from that perspective. And then there's obviously like what you're putting in your body. So what kind of foods you're eating, whether they're organic or not organic. And I understand that organic foods are more expensive, but then you can look at the dirty dozen and the clean 15 and at least start somewhere so that you can, and there's posts on that. So people can look those up. Yeah. We can re post them. But I'm going to stop you and then we'll go on to the next ones because I have to talk quickly about glyphosate, which is why we want to eat organic. Mm -hmm. So why that's so important for your toxic load is because it kills your good bacteria that help you detox heavy metals Mm -hmm. and help protect you from things like Lyme and other stealth infections and help you break down environmental waste. We have like our microbiome has to be strong for that. And glyphosate acts like it's like an antibiotic for our good bacteria. Mm -hmm. Like the pathogenic bacteria don't use the pathway that glyphosate interrupts, but our good bacteria does use that pathway. Mm -hmm. So we're ending up with a more pathogenic bacteria to begin with. And we look at people's stool tests and they are not very diverse or rich. Mm -mm. And, and so then now now you have more toxic load. Mm -hmm. And when you have more toxic load and more metals, what do you attract more of? You attract more of all of the Wi-Fi too. Oh yeah, the Wi-Fi. Right? Like not just Wi-Fi, but all the other dirty electricity. We're just radiation in in inundated with everything. Yeah. So okay, you were at glyphosate, dirty dozen, clean um, fifteen, clean fifteen, and then we're you already did the <laughs> Wi-Fi. We were lowering Wi-Fi. You can ground, you know, to absorb electrons. Like, why do you feel better when you're on vacation? Mm-hmm. Like lower Head stress. <laughs> Oh yeah, pet a dog that doesn't have those weird shoes on because they give off they have electrons. Weird shoes <laughs> to protect their paws and, because they're they're, they're grounding all the time electrons from the earth. I mean the sleep sanctuary thing, you know, unplugging yeah. everything around you. Sleep is so important. And... I I honestly lost my train of thought, but I will try to think about it. But then the next thing that comes to my mind because I just thought of my tongue tie mm-hmm. is like all your oral stuff, like airways. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And we kind of were saying sleep with Wi-Fi and like, you know, shutting your Wi-Fi off at night. So then going into sleep, you're talking about airway. Okay. But this is something, and this is me just, again, these are things coming into my head as we talk. Yeah. This isn't planned. That's why. No. So no, not at all. We're just talking on things that we on a whim on this one, but, but like, it's because this is what we see every day. Mm -hmm. 
And we've talked about it a million times. But how many people do you know now with sleep apnea? Yeah, I know. What's happening? I know. Why? Okay, so usually people are older before they start getting weakening of the muscles for like breathing and swallowing. But now all of a sudden, like I never had problems. My mouth was always closed. Mm-hmm. I always breathed through <laughs> my nose, like all of that. And then, and then, you know, all of a sudden I have problems swallowing this and that. Like our nervous systems are being affected our vagus nerves are our being. vagus nerves are being affected and then you just it's a slippery slope of of symptoms that people mm-hmm. are getting but a lot of people and even you felt it like very intermittently is that that rush of anxiety that wave of just like you want to jump out of your skin and you can't breathe that is huge yeah absolutely and that's what I think picture is the waste it can't get through because then I can massage. I did this to her when she had a, a mm-hmm. massaging her arm, massaging her chest where her lymph exits mm-hmm. and giving her a binder to buy its binders, like a sponge where it's like, just like sopping up toxins. Right. Mm-hmm. So that you have a lower load and it helps you kind of, they grab onto it and then you poop or pee them out. Mm-hmm. And GABA is a huge one because mm-hmm. it helps for the calcium regulation regulation. Like it's people think it's anxiety. just, yeah, people think it's calming, but it doesn't actually cross the blood brain barrier. It literally works on the gut. And then, but that your gut is your second brain. Mm-hmm. It influences your vagus nerve. Well, I, speaking of that, cause we were just talking about like what you were saying about um, different things to lower your toxic load. And then you talked about tightness in your chest but also even in your gut like you've noticed you can't wear certain like things that like block you at your abdomen because that is a huge lymphatic point Mm -hmm. and that can be cause stagnation if you're wearing something like too tight around your abdomen Mm -hmm. so that's another point but also even in that then like and this is something that we're still working on, but even like wearing certain types of clothes, like yeah. certain fabrics are yeah. better linens and wools, but don't wear linen and wool together. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like polyester is terrible. And most of our, detox. most of our clothes we wear these days are what polyester and plastic rayon and yeah. All those. So, you know, natural fibers allow your skin to breathe things that you never thought that you'd care about. And like, attract better frequencies or give off better frequencies there are certain things i put on when i was really electrosensitive, and you can attest Mm -hmm. to this and i'd instantly be static and want to jump out of my skin Mm -hmm. like i was so static so much excess electricity in my body because we're run by minerals Mm -hmm. and so i mean that's something you're seeing a lot of too people's minerals are just depleted they're crazy. There's some of them are too high. Some of them are too low. They're just mm-hmm. imbalanced. Imbalanced. Yeah. Yeah. And we talk about ionic mimicry. Yeah. We'll put post on <laughs> yeah. And how certain heavy metals deplete certain, certain minerals. minerals. And we're seeing that a lot because there's excess aluminum and, you know, mercury people are just being exposed. And again, remember when you're not clearing the metals too, because you're not detoxing because you don't have the good microbiome and all that. So- and even like an imbalance in good metals can be messing you up like yeah. your copper iron yeah zinc. and even like your minerals that your body use because minerals are heavy metals that's what she's yeah. referring to so you see an imbalance in those and then that causes problems so 
honestly, without overcomplicating it, I think everyone should be on like a trace mineral or yeah. a multi-mineral. I think that's mo- more the one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. My cousin asked me the other day, she's like, I want to start one supplement. What should I start? Maybe a multi. And I was like, honestly, you should probably start with minerals. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it's one of the most important things people should be taking to today in this in these times that we're living yeah but I think what we want to drive home is there's like a silent epidemic now yeah for sure and it's that there's so many sick people yeah and even the people who don't realize they're sick yeah that we see coming in or like you start asking them and they're like oh yeah I've been having heart palps at the night I had that oh yeah I had severe anxiety it was like jumping up or I can't lay on my left side or my right side because and that's like that lymphatic congestion around around the heart and you know a lot of people blame that new medical technology that came out but we're seeing these problems in people that didn't receive this medical mm-hmm. technology and there's just the and the, the underlying thing is that you can lower your toxic load and i'm less electro hypersensitive yeah now. i'm less reactive to mold we've done a lot of stuff maybe we can start with what like what have i done because i can't really <laughs> i mean you did um million different types of supplements but yeah, I worked, worked through. through them so it wasn't all at once mm-hmm. and then not only was she working on her drainage lymph drainage and liver support and kidney support for her detoxing it, there was also all of the like killing stuff that you did too so yeah. working through killing Lyme and Babesia and Bartonella mm-hmm. toxoplasma a million yeah. different things that you kill and I did a lot of stuff so when I was really acute the natural stuff, it was too acute at that time. Yeah. So I had to do a Doxy, combination, which was a very hard decision for me because I hadn't taken an antibiotic since, since I had acute pancreatitis as a side effect to metronidazole when I was really sick, not knowing what was going on 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, so you were scared to take it. I was but terrified, was like, but, and I had such high blood pressure in my head. And mm-hmm. like, I, I read the side effects, like most people don't. And it's like, can it increase uh, pressure, pressure in your head? Your head. And yeah. I was like, but I took it. And within four hours, I, cause I had severe heart pain because mm-hmm. my heart was inflamed around either the pericardium or myocarditis. We don't, I don't know for sure, but it felt like terrible and terrifying. And and I know that when you do doxy, when when the Lyme is in the spiral form, it can wipe out a lot of it, but it can push some of it into a hiding form. So I knew there might be more work down the line. But, but you were acute. So it was that's acute why you took it. and something needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And we've done it. Like we've had chronic people that find out they have Lyme and then they, they do an antibiotic. And what they end up finding is that they does nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Doesn't move the needle at all. And so anyways, I did that. Ivermectin helped me a ton, mm-hmm. right? Antiparasitic. It was antiparasitic. It's also immune modulating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also is antifungal, antibacterial, and it helped me. But one thing I noticed is it stirred up histamine for me. Mm. And, and that's also another huge issue for people right now too. Huge. And, it, and it creates a lot of those symptoms, but what happens? Your body's trying to do something. It's mm-hmm. releasing mast cells and degranulating your cells in order to like try to clean something up. Mm-hmm. But then it's almost like an overreaction. And that's what happens with any of these things. Say you have um, mold illness, or if you have SIRS or you have whatever your named disease is, mm-hmm. there's just, it's like an overabundance of toxins and whatever your weakest link is, or, you know, that's how it can kind of shows up for mm-hmm. people. Absolutely. So 
mainly when we see people who are having symptoms all over their body, they have not just Lyme, they have Lyme, yeah. a Lyme co-infection, mold, I, yeah. virus. Almost, I feel like every single person who has E. coli. Things, it's like a huge imbalance and the immune system just can't deal with it anymore. And so your bucket gets tipped and you just start getting symptom after symptom mm -hmm, after symptom. Mm -hmm. And so, the but it's all treatable. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Because we sound again, doomsday. <laughs> no, but like she's living proof. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So what else did you do? I mean, red light was like your best friend and you used a couple different red lights, but yeah. the one we like the most right now. Flex beam, flex beam is just the sheer, like those big panels are amazing, but they're not convenient. Yeah. And when you're feeling terrible and you're in bed, you don't want to get up and be in front of a light. So I could bring my blood pressure down with red light, photo biomodulation, mm -hmm. huge lights affect us. They can be healing and they could be detrimental mm -hmm. just like anything else. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so your red light was red light one was of your my biggest things. Best friend. Um, the whole time, even now, you also used i mean different like uh frequency machines like amp coil rife on that bioresonance light i felt a big huge difference with that but um fsm fsm you used a bunch of different different so different frequencies i have we have infopathy frequencies i would put that on me frequencies were helping frequency my and light was like because symptom management that's what i was about to say it yeah. you want to get to the root cause because obviously that's the point of Vegas clinic is getting to your root cause. You have to help your symptoms along the way because if someone's just telling you like, "Oh, don't worry, we're getting to the root," and you feel like you're crap every day all the time, you're not going to then you're not going to want to do it, and you're not going to believe them. No. So you need so symptom management was like very important for you too. And, and symptom management for me and what we get everyone used to before we do anything is we have to know a binder that helps you, even if it's not humic or fulvic, which is like say carboxy from Cellcor or HMET or VRADCAM or biotoxin binder. Say you can't handle those, mm -hmm. then maybe it's toxoprevent or a clay. Say mm -hmm. you can't handle those, then maybe it's a charcoal. Say you can't handle that, then maybe it's just glutathione. <laughs> Say you can't handle that. You like, just start somewhere. Then you, there's like different blends or silica, bamboo silicas, but binders are absorbing some of the load so that you don't have to deal with it. And I, that's how I got home because when all this turned on, I was not at home. On the plane home, I had to take a binder an hour and I already knew my body was used to it, but it would bring down my symptoms enough to get me home. So we always make sure that there's a binder. Mm -hmm. So red light supplements. Okay. Some yeah. Medical. Oh, we were talking about symptom management. Yeah. Uh, GABA. machines. GABA was this another symptom management. GABA. Or l Binders. Something to bring down. And then the topical creams. Or lymph castor cream. oil. Or castor oil, yeah. Iteris is another lymph cream. There's lymphadrol, which is similar to Iteris. There's immunocream. Immunocream, which is my best friend. <laughs> no. Um, I thought I was your best friend. <laughs> it's my best friend in a supplement. <laughs> but it is like. It's great. I love immunocream. Yeah. It helps move the lymph. I think everyone should learn yeah. about the in ingredient in there. But. Using the creams, doing castor oil packs, all those things were huge when you were trying to get through day. Yeah, day PEMF day. was another EMF frequency mat. machine that helped yeah. me. And then you obviously did some other therapies. 
just taking a short pause to let you digest the incredible information Dr. Stephanie and Dr. Leah are sharing on this episode. And while we have you here, we want to reach those of you who might be interested in seeing what Vegas Clinic can do for your health and your healing journey. If you are struggling to put the pieces together of your health journey, maybe seeking the expertise of the Vegas Clinic can help. We offer complimentary 20-minute calls with our health coach to determine if one of our programs might be a great fit for you. To inquire, please head to vegasclinic.com and click on the book now button. That is V-A-G-U-S-C-L-I-N-I-C.com. Now back to the show. So neurotherapy was Mm -hmm. a big one for me, but again, what does neurotherapy do? It opens up the lymph drainage. Lymph drainage and helps regulate your nervous system. Yeah. And so, you know, but it definitely stirs up stuff too, because it opens up the floodgates, right? So that you can actually process them, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to have symptoms. Then you just manage those symptoms. And even like when we have someone that has no symptoms and they just want to do a parasite cleanse because they've, oh yeah, they can stir up stuff. And then that's why you have to communicate with someone. You have to like, you don't just go in and think these things aren't a big deal because what's hiding in your body can be a big, a big big deal. deal. (laughs) So, and, and we've seen that and I've felt that and, but it's sometimes a necessary evil to get to like deeper deeper layers. layers and then ultimate health, which is where you're not always hovering at your tipping point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. Balanced. Yeah. Not being ready to like collapse at any minute. Yeah. And so we start everything slow and low for especially like killing stuff, because if you microdose something, you're not going to get a huge herx. Like you're just not, Mm -hmm. but if you go into everything, your body's going to go, Whoa, what is happening? Mm -hmm. Right. And Um, I think even more so for people who don't necessarily have overt symptoms, because then even the littlest symptom is going to be like, what is happening to you? Yeah. Um, and then nitric oxide support because I had like very like high blood pressure. And so, and just getting oxygen to your tissue. Mm-hmm. So anyway, shape or form. So I used oxygen, like, oxygen bath. baths, which we're going to be selling an oxygen bath. Now I was about to pay 150,000 for an oxygen, an oxygen bath. Oxygen. And now you can get one for like 11,000 at retail. So they're like nano bubbles that are put into your own bath and then you absorb it. So people go to hyperbarics. I never did hyperbaric Mm-mm. this time around. I did, I went into one hyperbaric in 2009, uh, but it was like a soft shell one and mm-hmm. it really did nothing for me. So I, I'm a quick responder. Yeah. She'll, uh, she knows whether or not something's going to help her. Yeah. And so then you can tell pretty quickly. And then ozone is another one that ozone you did a little bit of ozone. I just, it probably, can be really helpful for people. Yeah. But it is again, like some people are like just ozone do it, and it's and not, it, we've no. seen people that went for 17, 10 pass ozones and yeah. got nowhere, but yeah. then someone went for one, like could be the time when you're ready for it. That's could be what that it, it is you over the edge. Exactly. Yeah. It's time. Timing. I think is like so crucial. So crucial. And that's why sometimes people can't just start killing. They need to work on drainage for like a lot longer than other people. But sometimes like you have different. to cut the drainage because, because drainage causes symptoms and then you start killing and that's what works. It's so, so everybody's different. So that's why you need practitioners that have been through it because otherwise it happens and they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what to do with you, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's just something that, you know, 
unfortunately experiencing it has helped a lot in some ways. But the other thing that through this journey that we learned together was this idea of, of modulation as opposed to kill, kill, kill. Yeah. That's something for sure. And so homeopathics and LDAs and LDIs, mm -hmm. if that's something you haven't tried, but you've reacted to all the herbs and you react, that might be the thing. So Desbio has amazing kits that have helped me a ton. You can also flare with those things, but there's ways to get through it when you're working with a practitioner. Mm -hmm. LDAs and LDIs are similar to homeopathics, but they're just like, the dosing is different and they're much more uh, irritants in one dose. Uh, so, but it, they have huge responses. So mm -hmm. it cured my chronic sinusitis like that, mm -hmm. like a minute. That was actually no something more. else you had for a while. But that, and that systems. was... That was something, that's why I get so nervous about sinuses yeah. because that's considered above the collar infection, infections, just like, and you had it for like canals, two years. I also have, which I have to get out tongue tie where all the lymph stays under is can hold, um, toxins like in your mouth. And then they cross the blood brain barrier and then mm -hmm. your immune system gets dysregulated or they affect the vagus nerve. Another way things affect the vagus nerve, because, because we do clear under our collarbones and right above here is where our vagus nerve is most superficial toxins actually get into your vagus nerve and build up vagus nerve stim because it was electrical. It took me a long time to do it on myself. Now it is helping me. But when I was really static, mm -hmm. I was really nervous about electrodes and things that put electricity into my body, like mm -hmm. rightly so even the frequency machines that were like stuck directly yeah. to my body. I was very weary of um, because I could react at any kind of moment. And now I think the biggest thing that you're working through is like fragrances. Yeah. So now chemicals, which I have an LDI for chemicals. So that, that would be like a dose of chemicals that helps your system neutralize them better and react better to them. So that's the next steps for me because I'm now less reactive to mold, mm -hmm. less reactive to things. Yeah. Um, because I think I cleared a lot of metals. So metals were a huge, 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 huge problem. And then people's liver detox needs supported a lot. Yeah. I mean, with everything that's happening, everybody's liver is just like not moving, overburdened. overburdened. And we find... And stuck and just... We find what's the pattern that you see for... I mean, yeah, that was actually something else we learned from treating Steph was her... She would always get pain in like the base of her skull, like top of her shoulder kind of trap area, first rib, down the whole right side of her rib cage, sometimes pinpoint like halfway through her mid back pain. And then like kind of like an achiness in through her right side. And even at the and front, even underneath. So yeah, that's, true. that's a liver referral. Like that's organ pain. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize they're having organ pain. Mm -hmm. I had kidney pain. Mm -hmm. That was like more like low back. lower back pain. And then yeah, gallbladder was base of the skull okay. and then pinpoint mid back. Yeah, and all the right side of the neck, really. Yeah, yeah, like with the liver. But yeah, I mean, and you had that, and into even, my right shoulder. You had that even before, though, too. Yeah, and that was even another thing that was like kind of a, a symptom that. Yeah, and a complicating factor was the her collarbone. My collarbone got broken, and then it crossed over like that, so there was like less space for it to drain, and everything drains. You're in your termini or your nodes, your mm -hmm. nodes here. That's how it re-enters circulation and then gets kicked out through your kidneys and, and liver. 
really, I guess the point of this podcast right now, we're using my story to help you start to piece together what could be going on, what could be going on in your body. Mm -hmm. And when people all of a sudden start having panic attacks and they've never had panic attacks before, we call them toxicity attacks. Mm -hmm. So if that's what you're going through right now, this kind of stuff that we're talking about is what you have to start to investigate and open up your mind to. Mm -hmm. And to kind of bring it back to what you were saying at the beginning, only when, like once she had worked through everything and was starting to feel better, and then she kind of realized that the lymph component wasn't being addressed. That's when we started working on her. I mean, we were treat. I, we were treating your body a lot throughout the whole thing, but I feel like We've once you worked, worked through lymph, the body, yeah. But we in just other did, ways, yeah. then you were able to see. Oh wait, this is even bigger than I thought, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. And it was honestly only through treating you that and seeing how you reacted to the treatments that we realized how big it was. Yeah. It's like we were always treating those areas. It's just, it became more intentional for exactly clearing lymph because we were always, Oh, your pecs are tight. Well, no, you're like lymph is gym. Yeah. Your pecs could be definitely tight, but like, you know, and the quadrangular space, it's not like we're like, Oh, your infraspinatus was tight. But when you clear up that area, you create space for like, there are big drainage points. Like right now mine's full because we're going to do a video, but this right here, is not the same as this side, you know, mm-hmm. because my right side is the more kind of jammed up side. But I do think that it's just opened our, or at least my eyes to how no, eyes important too. moving your lymph is and how, how much it can make a change in somebody's life. Mm-hmm. And, and I had taken like lymph courses and stuff, but once again, it was more like the superficial dry brushing, the like rubbing, the tapping, but, and that can be really helpful for some people. But it wasn't going to change did nothing for me. Steph's life. No. So then we kind of deep lymph is where it's at deeper. Exactly. And use the techniques that we were already doing, but in a more intentional way to try to get the lymph moving. And we saw great changes. Yeah. We started, in combination with all, with our other tools, but we started using the creams with our treatment that mm-hmm. helped move the lymph because lymph moves electrostatically. It also can be moved manually like pumped but you know i think the biggest change was those frequencies on our on our lymph so i think lymph stagnation is not just and in your kids lymph stagnation can look like adhd mm-hmm. and it can look like behavior disorders and it can look like like problems sleeping and it can look like wetting the bed and mm-hmm. it can look like chronic infections in the bladder like it is it's toxin but very like, much like not moving it's not moving and it can get very focally stuck in certain areas mm-hmm. so I'll tell you like a patient where, where, you know, she did everything right. She even did some therapies like Brazilian lymph Mm -hmm. massage. And I'm like, no, you have to come in to see Leah. We've developed our own protocols. And, you know, that's the first thing that moved the needle for her after decade. Yeah. That's insane. And another girl. It's so shocking to me. (laughs) And another girl like, who, how, how is this working? This is crazy. Yeah. And another girl who also, you know, was having a hard time getting through the protocol because things were stuck. I'm like, listen, you have access to us come in for treatment. We treated her and, you know, she had, now she can move forward so much more in her protocol and she's feeling so much better. Mm-hmm. 
because stuff's just getting stuck mm -hmm. and you don't know what you don't know so yeah also we used a lot of suppositories like is a is a bigger thing since me going through it mm -hmm. because sometimes you know that getting straight to that hepatic portal system you get it's tired easier. of taking stuff yeah it gets into circulation more so that's something that you know and then and then you can graduate to enemas mm -hmm. because i think people are starting enemas way too way early too with quickly. how bad yeah. they are and it is majorly screwing them up and just on that note too because i just had this thought when you said that even like saunas and cold tubs i think people don't realize how powerful some of these tools are because they just think they're natural and they you know they they're good for me but we just live in such a toxic world that we're going to have toxins in our body there's going to be a buildup, and especially if you're starting out you no matter what you're doing you have to start low and slow yeah because we've had people detox from um doing contrast sauna cold tub and you see it yeah. everywhere and you're like, oh, this is great. I'm yeah. going to be healthy. I'm going to do this. And no. then it just like tips you over the edge. So same amount that we've seen this get turned on by someone having a binge night yeah. of out alcohol, yeah. uh, drinking alcohol. And then the next day their heart won't slow down. They have anxiety and it starts this whole thing. Same thing we've seen with the sauna cold plunge duo is like, especially like just overdoing it. I'm not saying mm -hmm. if you do it. Do Slowly one round, work on your brain. Like, but it's but like too much of people don't understand that we've had multiple people, even who were doing good on their protocols, and then they sauntered too much or mm -hmm. whatever it is. So we had people Epsom salt bath turn this know, on. I know. So anything know. can turn something on. Yeah, you have we're, to be careful. A lot of us are at the tipping point without knowing, and that is why we're trying to get this out there, and. With, not in a way to scare people because I've been accused of fear mongering and really that my yeah. whole, my whole, and I don't know how you can do that when you're like living proof that I know, but yeah. everyone's scared to go through stuff or, yeah. or I don't know, but uh, like, but sometimes you don't have a choice, right? Overreaching. <laughs> you didn't have a choice. You had to just do it. Yeah. And, and so you're just like trying to educate so people are aware that like, you don't want to get to your point. And that's the whole point of this. Yeah. We've been able to stop people from getting to where I went that point where it's like so far gone that then it takes you so much longer to heal from yeah. like people have you know put in interventions that have like really drastically changed their symptoms early on and they haven't got to the point where they're yeah. where they're bedridden and and one thing that I want to get through to people is that like I think your body's powerful yeah. and can heal from yeah. all of this and i also want to get across when you have strange symptoms all over your body that That's move around right. yeah then you have a toxic load issue that yeah. could involve mold lime lime co-infections different Bacteria, viruses yeah. yeah like and so i mean that is not normal that is not normal and no specialist is going to figure it out for you yeah. no so that's that's you you have to the body works together with every organ system you can have crazy weird symptoms that will make sense to no one else but they will make sense to us yeah because we've seen it yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> and one more thing on that note is just um i think it's crazy how many people have like weird arm symptoms 
Yeah, but like, we're holding our phones all day. You had crazy weird arm symptoms. My arms would swell up. And, and like, up. we've had so many patients say the exact same thing. Like, my arms, they my hands in the morning, they feel stuck. Or my numb, arms are or fuzzy. Fuzzy. They're numb. They're tingling. And, I mean, you learn in school, like, it could be this, 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 and this. But there's so much more to it. Yeah. There is so, so much more to it. Um, But the arm symptoms... Like if you have those two, that's like, it can be a sign of cardiovascular distress yes. because of the, the pressure. But I feel like so much heart stuff in, and, and, you know, all of this, like, I love the book, understanding the heart. Um, we interviewed Stephen Hussey, Dr. Stephen Hussey on another one, but he explains even how most heart attacks are not anything, not these old clogged arteries, but it's an acute clot mm -hmm. so you know keeping your blood thin is something that you know there's systemic enzymes there's ginger mm -hmm. there's eating even a lot of garlic or you know garlic supplements not that we use them that much but garlic not only kills stuff but it thins your blood like just like keeping things moving, moving. <laughs> and lots of people want to know about the vagus nerve yeah it's like trending along with like histamine and stuff like that but like everyone feels so anxious all of these things are affecting vagal tone they're lowering your vagal tone they're affecting your vagus nerve yeah. everyone's like you're the queen of the vagus nerve just because my clinic's called vagus clinic what is like the hack there's no the hack is lowering your toxic load and yeah. getting the toxins away from your vagus nerve. there is no like there like i love one thing i love like we even the acupressure points that i came up with mm -hmm, from with my tapping. own experience with tapping like that has been huge yeah. But all of these things are, all of these things are what help the vagus nerve. Every single thing we just talked about. Yeah. So it's not a one, one thing. Yeah. And I, and I always like talk about trauma last mm -hmm. because I wasn't in a traumatic state, mm -hmm. but, but like past trauma, like I, and I'm like, listen, you can't address your trauma when you're in that state. I was in trauma. Trauma was what I was feeling. Trauma right was. But, going through Lyme for you but trauma like traumatic situations can turn it on just like how we mm -hmm. talked about mm -hmm. saunas mm -hmm. and how we talked about cold exactly. and a night out drinking anything that tips tips you over the edge um but the vagus nerve again you know spending time in nature or like, I was about to say sunlight but yeah all of that <laughs> we haven't had any sunlight but removing <laughs> toxins is huge like but you can do stuff to tone your vagus nerve so at least you're giving it like a chance a chance yeah. like gargling gagging cold exposure on your face not jumping into a cold tub right away but start off with like an ice pack mm -hmm. against your vagus nerve um box breathing where you're breathing out longer than you breathe in um you know supplements that we like that support the vagus nerve like melatonin we already talked about minerals mm -hmm. tudka which is supportive of the liver and then in turn the vagus nerve yeah gaba we talked about parasim plus yeah doesn't work for everybody but not one thing works for everybody yeah it's a, what works for you and at what point in your healing journey you're you're at that that you can take certain things yeah. so you kind of i think that's the other thing that Steph has really tried to get across to her patients when she's been going through this and then trying to help other people go through this is she had to figure out at each point, like if she wasn't sleeping and she'd wake up in the middle of the night, she had to figure out which combination of things worked for her body. She can tell you these are the things that work, but those things might not work for you. So you can, ha you have to kind of like 
figure that out as you're going on. And then obviously we're here to like assist that. But I think people sometimes take a backseat to their health Mm -hmm. and they don't understand that they can really take initiative and like these, those are the ones that get better faster. Yeah. You, you become your own investigative. Yeah. Because that's what you had to do. You didn't know, you know, waking up in the middle of the night, taking a binder, you know, whether it was uh, carboxy or toxivaren and taking a, uh, you know, a bite of an insomnitol chew or taking a, a GABA, um, pharma GABA. You didn't know those things were going to help you fall back asleep, yeah. but you just were like, okay, what could help me? Yeah. And then I'm going to try these things. Yeah. And sometimes they worked and sometimes they didn't. And she would kind of figure it out or she worked through things until she figured out what worked for her. Yeah. And then that also changed. Like you worked through many different types of binders as you were going through your, your healing journey, mm-hmm. because sometimes you felt like, you know, this binder is working way better for me than other times. Mm-hmm. And then that binder wouldn't really do much after a while, but yeah. you felt like something else worked better. Yeah. And so it's, it's hard when, you know, you're not in this field and you're trying to work through things, but that's why there's the support. Mm-hmm. And then you have to be invested in trying mm-hmm. to work through them yeah. and figuring out what works for you. And that's why for some people, mm-hmm. they did an Epsom salts bath and they, and they flared yeah. or they tried a sauna and they flared. And then, you know, two months later, mm-hmm. they could use the sauna yeah. and they felt way better on the sauna. And then they started using it more regularly and they started slow, but then they were able to work up to like 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Yeah. But it doesn't have to come right away. It just has to work for you at that time. And it has to make a change. And I think, The other thing that we're seeing is like people aren't really in tune with their bodies and they don't. And because we're we're not, we were never, we're not taught to be in tune with them. And that natural, like innate sense of being in tune with our body has been lost. Mm -hmm. So people have lost that. And now they're part of working through your health is to try to figure out what works for you by being in tune with what works for you. Yeah. And And so getting that intuition. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say this to say work with us find someone that resonates with you and that's it too no but what I'm gonna say now is that you need to work with someone someone because absolutely I have all of the knowledge in this and I still had someone like making my base protocols treating me like so you it's very hard to do it very hard so you can do things in the wrong order you can not understand that one thing's causing like you need you need need support you need support yeah Definitely. Um, and I mean, we do lo- lots of testing because we like to see it, but really and truly we can work through this without testing. If it comes down to the fact that you can't, because you're just trying to work through infections, infections and, and what could be there and draining stuff out. And once your body starts moving the lymph and your blood is flowing, your immune system will be able to kill what it needs because to that's what it's meant to do. It's just yeah. been so burdened. And yeah. I think that's something else that you've learned or like, I guess realized in all of this is that not that you didn't know it, but like, you've said this to me, you're like, your lymph knows where to go. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, you got to open this. You're like, I don't need to like move it. As, like no. you have to open it. And then the body knows what it's supposed to yeah. do. Our yeah. bodies are so powerful. Yeah. Your blood knows where it's supposed to go. Your, your immune system knows what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Sometimes it just has been so burdened and so toxic that it's, it's become overwhelmed and dysfunctioned. But if you start to clear those things and start to move those things and start to lower toxic load, it's going to get better and start to work for you again. Yeah, it really will. It's because we talk about this every single day. (laughs) Yeah. And I really hope this is really helpful, but you've got to start somewhere. 
you don't be overwhelmed by any of this because I'm not saying you have to do all of that part no. of this. And some people don't need all of that. No. You were just at a point where you did because it had gone too far. So but hopefully this shows that if you start implementing things slowly, yeah. you don't have to get to that point. Yeah. And that these little weird symptoms that you might be having aren't normal and they're don't let someone tell you they're normal don't let someone blame them on you don't they're not normal and that you can change them and and sometimes it doesn't even take that much to make those changes and also let's also state for the record that these can show up as autoimmune diseases Mm, but the root cause is whatever toxin i was told i had tentatively had ms i didn't have enough plaques that were active to call it to call it MS. MS. Okay. You know, fast forward to like my aha moments. I never accepted that. I go, this came out of nowhere. Cause in 2009, same thing hijacked. Mm-hmm. My brain was hijacked. All of a sudden I had fasciculations all over my body. I had Bell's palsy for a day. My eyes were bulging from my head. I had severe like diarrhea, then severe constipation. Like I had severe anxiety again. I didn't have the cardiovascular part this time. I had just like straight neuroborreliosis, but then now studies from Dr. Alan McDonald show like, yeah, the Lyme is there, but usually there's a parasite in a hundred percent of the people that have MS. Mm-hmm. So there's like multiple components and then Lyme lives in and on parasites. Parasites hold their load in um, like 10 times their body weight in, in toxins. toxins. Um, so, you know, and they're finding these like worms in the brain, like post mortem of people who died with ms not necessarily from ms but Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. got no one ever acknowledges for them and there's other things that i have found like severe mold exposures in patients where they got all of a sudden ms like healthiest person Mm -hmm. this girl didn't drink she didn't have any issues and then we saw as her body was kicking it out of her brain her lesions were healing in her brain and then lesions were starting in her brain stem Mm -hmm. but that was her body getting it out of the the brain and then it moved, then it healed those lesions. And now she's perfectly healthy. It's a wild, crazy story, but she was exposed to black mold crazy. in Bali. And so we saw it happening and it's, it's really actually, um, you know, you really have to do some digging, but this should not be that hard because th- does this not make sense mm-hmm. when we talk about this, the more common sense than your body just started attacking itself. Yeah, exactly. Like Lyme goes intracellular parasites go intracellular mm-hmm. so they like that fatty sheath and mm-hmm. then your body is attacking the sheath because it's trying to kill mm-hmm. the, the bacteria absolutely but yeah so so other diseases that can be confused chronic fatigue syndrome mm-hmm. uh, a lot of schizophrenia mm-hmm. has been proven to be like toxoplasma gut, in the brain yeah. or or you know the yeah stuff in the gut that's affecting the brain so these are just things that we want to also make you aware of if you're not already, because you're like, Oh, this isn't for me. Cause I don't have Lyme. Well, Lyme could be driving your one symptom. Yeah. I it mean, it doesn't have same... to be mine turned acute, but when it was chronic, I just had random symptoms here and there, mm-hmm. um, in different parts of my body, but it wasn't consistent, but it was always there. It's the same as like high cholesterol. Like why are people's cholesterol high? Well, it's not bad cholesterol that's high. It's that the cholesterol is like acting like a binder to go out. It's producing more to act like a binder to go out in the body and grab 
the toxins or grab the bacteria or parasite, whatever it is to bring it back and try to get rid of it. That's why it's high. There's something else that's causing the cholesterol to be high. So there's always a deeper issue. Mm -hmm. And then it's just being presented as an autoimmune or high cholesterol or another yeah or another i mean cholesterol is the biggest farce because they shut your low cholesterol is more dangerous than high cholesterol Mm -hmm. so we need cholesterol we need cholesterol all cause mortality higher with low the lower your ldl is okay so i mean there is like a sweet spot where you don't want it too high and when it's showing you it's high it's really telling you a story Mm -hmm. um my cholesterol went so high when i was so high and then as I treated the infections, it just started coming down. Mm-hmm. Same with things like CLL, chronic mm-hmm. lymphocytic leukemia, chronic parasites, chronic viruses. The immune system is going crazy trying to clear something. So our bodies know what to do. Start asking questions, but it needs help sometimes. It, it doesn't mean you can just go, oh, my, my body knows what to do. No, I'm, not I'm gonna address just saying it. our bodies know I'm what to do. A different point. <laughs> it's just that in doing those things, then it can create. Yeah these but, symptoms and problems that then you need to address. But, we, but there used to be traditionally like answers to these things that made more sense. I know that no longer people are not getting those in, no. in the mainstream. No. So that's why we're here and we're going to close it down now. <laughs> well, this was fun. <laughs> Just everything we talk about every day now recorded. Yeah. It's good though. Well, well Dr. Come, Leah, come on and first Podcast, podcast with us she'll be on more we're going to start to come on and interview interview people. people that we've worked with and seen these changes and see if they can get the point kind of even more more across overall. because sometimes you need to hear it in multiple different ways so Before thank you yeah thank you for cool. tuning in thank, thank you, you leah we already Thanks, recorded Seth. this one <laughs> I, mean, I hope this one was better <laughs> the other one didn't have sound so yeah thanks thank guys. you Thank you so much for listening to the What Happens in Vegas podcast. To help support the show, please leave us a rating and review. Also, head to VegasClinic.com. That's V-A-G-U-S Clinic.com to check out free resources, how to work with us, and more.